welcome back. I'm your host, Robin, and you are now listening to my podcast, Broken Strength Under Control. Did you know that you have been called to be a light in this dark world we are living in? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Today, y'all, is going to be super special. Um, I'm very excited, as you can tell, and <laughs> listening in my voice here, um, I have a guest today, and when I tell you, y'all, she is the real MVP, she is the real MVP. I'm just so thankful and so grateful um, just for what God is doing in this season of my life. And to be honest with you, I had no idea whatsoever um, um, of what God has in store. I just know that I am willing and I am available. And today we are going to just bring you something that is just not ordinary. And I have to obviously tell you that um, when I thought about this topic, I was just trying to figure out how this was going to work. So let me not even belabor us long here, but I got my guest on the line. Just a moment. So my guest today is Coretta Little and Y'all, she is the real MVP. She just had a baby three days ago. And when I text her to ask her, was she um, still wanting to do the podcast with me? She was excited. She was like, yes, I want to do it. And I was, and then she told me she had just had the baby. And I was like, wait a minute. Well, time out. <laughs> uh, okay. Are you sure you're going to be up to it? And she said, yes, let's do it. So, I'm not even going to even go any longer. Coretta, welcome yes. to the podcast. Could you just tell <laughs> our guest a little bit about who you are? Uh, Sure. You guys can hear me okay? Yes. Okay, amazing. First of all, thank you so much, Robin, for having me up here. Um, I didn't realize that this whole, like, I had to get the app and <laughs> all this good stuff. So, yeah, my name is Coretta Little, although it has a bunch of letters and numbers under my um, my profile. <laughs> but, yeah, my name is Coretta Little. Um, like Robin just shared, I just had my fourth baby <laughs> uh, wow. three days ago. Yes. And, um, God, it's just been amazing. So, definitely a mom. I'm a wife, um, author, poet, singer, songwriter. Uh, my husband and I own a record label. Um, where he is the audio engineer. It's like a production company slash record label where we create music for um, gospel artists, Christian artists. And um, yeah, I am a brand new realtor. <laughs> Literally, um, my last few days of pregnancy, I finished my real estate license and um, became a, a licensed realtor with Keller Williams. So God has just been doing amazing things in my life. Um Above all, I'm a child of God, and without him, none of these things would be attainable or possible. And I love the Lord, bottom line. <laughs> I have a God-fearer, mother, wife, all the other things that I stated, but it's because of my love for the Father that I've been um, as successful in his terms as I've been. Well, amen. 
you know, mm-hmm. your list is long. Uh, <laughs> I thought I had a long list, but you got me beat by uh, several. Um, but I love it because, again, at the end of the day, a lot of times, and this is going to tie into what we talking about right here all day, every day. A lot of times we um, be looking for God to just do everything. But we got to do some things to give him something to work with. And so, you know, I initially told you that the topic was protection, preparation, provision leads to purpose, part of your destiny. Right. Mm -hmm. And the more I thought about it, I had it wrong. And I'm going to tell you why I had it wrong. So it should have been provision, protection, preparation. That leads to your purpose, which is God's plan for your destiny, right? Hmm. Okay. And so when I kept thinking about this whole thing here, I kept it was like I was when I was looking up my information and what I wanted to talk about today with this, hmm. God just kept taking me to purpose. And I was oh, just yeah. like, okay, provision, protection, preparation. Leads to purpose, part of your destiny, purpose. And purpose is where we need to start. And I'm going to tell you why we need to start (laughs) at purpose. Because God gave us purpose to our life before we were ever born. And we spend this time, basically. So he ordained. It was already ordained. And in you before you ever discover what it is. Right. And so we have, it's it's our responsibility to seek him what he's already placed in us. And so that was the reason why I said we need to start at purpose. And I was just like, man, okay, start (laughs) at purpose. Okay, Holy Ghost, I hear you. Okay. So that's where we're going to start at today. It's purpose. We know that those things will lead to that. But mm-hmm. I was just inclined to believe that since it was already put in us before we were ever formed or even became or even was birthed here, it was already placed in us. And we have to discover what that is. But I believe that a lot of times we already just know certain things about what God has already placed in us. The problem mm-hmm. is, is that so many other different things get in the way of the direction that he's trying to pull us in. So can you just kind of speak to a little bit about purpose? I know it just kind of probably threw you for a loop that I'm starting. No, no, no. And I'm like, working my way back. No, it's, it's, it's amazing. The moment that you started speaking about it, um, I heard the Lord say, um, um, <laughs> it's funny because I feel like the father speaks to me in a, I think he does it to all of us, um, in the way that we know that we will understand. And he'll use certain terminologies that um, you probably would never see in the Bible, mm-hmm. but he knows that how I think, you know. Okay, so that was a quick disclaimer. But yeah, so while you were speaking, I heard, <laughs> I heard him. <laughs> I literally heard it like, "Oh my father, deja vu." Like that's what that's what came to my spirit, and I was like, "What in the world?" Because that's not a biblical terminology by any means. Right. Like, what in the world is deja vu? But if you realize, like, certain things in our life, uh, it's like. I feel like I've been here before, or I feel like I had this conversation before, or I have, it's like, God is not in coincidences. <laughs> um, 
literally it's because it's something that's already been preordained that it's like our reality is catching up with our spirit man and these are the things that we like we fall into or we realize that oh my goodness like no this is really what God has for me all along and I believe that's what purpose looks like for a lot of believers because we come up with our own agenda we come up with our own um you know, by this time, by this age, mm-hmm. like we come up with all these things and then we present them to God, like, bless it, Lord, because I love. Are you there? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. OK, <laughs> bless it because um because you're you're good or bless it because. OK, no, like, but what is his purpose for our life? You know, and when we um <laughs> when we go just throughout life and we start to see the things that he has laid aside for us and we start to walk in them kind of immaturely, we just walk into it. It's like, oh, oh, I feel like this is for some reason. I feel like I've been here or for some reason. This makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or for some reason, these 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 lines are, um you know, attaching and it, it's starting to make sense to me. And God is like, OK, because I'm showing you my purpose for your life rather than all the plans that you might have laid out for yourself. But you know and, what, um, though? And it's interesting uh-huh. that you said that because I just told my nephew this the other day because he's away at college and I was asking him what was his plan for when he got home? You know, he's doing a two year. Um, he's playing basketball and he started telling me about what his plan, you know, what he wanted to do when he got home. And and I just told him, I said, you know, I realized a long time ago that college may not be for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And a lot mm-hmm. of times we go out and we do stuff. Now, this was before I was show enough saved. I mean, I've been saved <laughs> for a long time, but really just right. walking in my salvation with fear and trembling so you know Mm -hmm. i just had this thing so when you just talked about how we put timelines on things i did that i said i got to be married by this time well okay truth truth be told now this is gonna be a truth moment here for everybody (laughs) to hear uh i was married by 28 and i was divorced by the time i was 30 that was the first time i got married and well, interestingly okay. enough, I knew he wasn't the person I was supposed to marry. But because I had put a timeline, yep, on it's, it, it's like whatever. We just got to do it because just, you know, the timeline is you know it's winding up exactly. <laughs> right. And so I say that to say that even when I be when I decided that you know I wanted to get a college education, I always knew that I was going to get a degree in something. I just didn't know what it was. So my mm. first year in college, I was thirty. And two kids, but I waited until my kids was less dependent upon me before I went to college. So, of course, I'm the oldest person (laughs) in my classrooms. Right. Right. And when I say that's what I mean, you touched on it by saying a lot of times we put timelines and different and God might not have wanted me to go to college. Mm. But that was a plan that I had. Right. Not what he had. And then. You know, raising my two kids and become, you know, my grandson is, uh, I have a grandson also. He's 10 and my son just got married last year and then I have a daughter, you know, and, and so what's interesting is, is that I put my life, I, I sacrificed so much for my children that the things that I thought I wanted to do for myself, I put it on hold. That's why I was 30 when I went to college. Okay. Yeah. And, and so, but to say the least, 
who's to say that God even wanted me to do that? Right. But that ties into what you just said. We put plans into place and then we don't seek him about that. But when you are not in relationship, because he was, remember I said this to you before, it's the difference between religion and relationship. relationship. That's right. And so (laughs) when you don't have well, you think you have the relationship that you have with the Lord. You think you're hearing certain things because you think that, oh, this is a part of what I'm supposed to do with my life. Right. But it right. might not have been his plan. as it And that's, that's that's the amazing part about it all. I believe even me being on this call right now and as excited as I was, I know when we spoke, <laughs> you was like, girl, what is your problem? But like <laughs> I've always literally like always um in the midst of what most people would say, this is your this is your moment that it makes logical sense to sit down mm-hmm. has always been the moment that God pushed me, pushed me out. Um, I remember breaking my leg. I, I literally broke my leg. I had a, a bone disease called fibrous dysplasia and I broke my leg and um, literally like it snapped up under me wow. <laughs> uh, in 2017. Right. And I had a newborn baby at the time. Um, nothing made sense for me to continue on. And literally it was in that moment, I like my family literally uprooted from our very comfortable position and living in Greenville, North Carolina. And God compelled us to Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, it was like in the middle, like we moved, <laughs> like we, we were moving and I, I have a whole broken leg mm-hmm. and God told me to leave my job at that time. He um had us starting new things with our ministry and our business. He um like nothing made sense to anybody in their quote unquote right mind, the mm-hmm. way that you know, society says it says, sit down, you know, like, don't uh, uh-uh. take care of your baby. You know, don't don't move. You know, your leg is literally broken. Like, don't. uh uh-uh. But God was like, no, this is what I'm telling you to go forward. This is what I'm, t- I'm, I'm pushing you out into the deep. But it doesn't make logical sense. And a lot of times we do that. We want to wait for the situation to look perfect before we right. take a step. And we miss out on purpose because of that, because everything, you know, it doesn't look great. I want to wait till, like you said, I want to make, it makes sense. I want to make till, make, um, wait until my children are at a certain age so they're not dependent on me so I can focus. But who knows? It might have been purpose for you to just go right off that. You know, it might have been God's purpose for, you know, like you said, for you not have gone at all. <laughs> it's, it's, will, are we able to not just do, but wait for the instruction to do? And even if the instruction is completely contrary to everything that we've ever heard or been taught or even believed within ourselves, are we that dependent on God that we're willing to do it anyway? But you know what, though? And it's crazy because I just told a friend of mine today. Matter of fact, she she's the other real MVP because she came and helped me move all these boxes today. Um, I just told her today that maybe, you know, because she was just talking about how she wanted to make sure that she's hearing what God wants her to be doing. And I just said, I shared with her today. I said, well, maybe God don't want you to do nothing. Mm. Maybe God, Is that don't okay? want you, you know what I'm saying? Maybe God don't want you to do nothing right now. But the problem yeah. is, is that, you know, we feel like we have to be doing stuff because we don't want to feel like we are not productive. And so Ooh. I used to always say, and I tell people all the time, you miss more, you can catch. You know what I'm saying? You miss more, you can catch. And so if nothing else, this this pandemic done taught me, it slowed oh. me down. down. Period. Absolutely. It slowed me down. And I it let me know that I didn't always have to be in a hurry to get to the next thing. Right. 
because literally yeah. what where was I going to go? What was I going to do? I'm stuck in the house. I'm, I'm looking right. at people and we we looking at each other. And we you, trying to figure this thing out. You know, I can't go get my nails done. Can't, you know, I'm not going to just go get in the car and just what drive. You get you really ain't supposed to be on the street because unless right. you need to be out, you ain't supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? And so I would go out early in the morning and, you know, and it's so funny because you we look for ways to do stuff like sitting still mm-hmm. just seems un, unreasonable. Right. Right. And so literally every morning I would get up and I would put my clothes on. I'm working from home. So I would put my clothes on and I would literally leave my house every morning and I would leave early enough before Starbucks would open so that I could have my prayer time with the Lord first. Right. Mm -hmm. And I told my friend, I told my friend Linda this. I said, now, if they shut down the coffee places, I said, I guess that's still going to be my time with God. Right. <laughs> Even if I'm just driving down the street and get on the highway right. and coming back. Sure enough, girl, they changed the hours on the, on the Starbucks <laughs> and I didn't know it. And that first day I was, listen, tested and tried on it. OK, Man. I said, OK, Lord. Well, I guess this is going to be our time since the coffee place ain't open. I can't have coffee right now. Okay. I said that I was going to use this time to pray. And that's exactly what I, I, I would do. So every morning I would get up and I would leave home to have prayer time with the Lord, grab my coffee, then come back work. And then I was done, you know, work until my schedule and stuff was like that over. And, but it just, seems sensible to just keep moving not sitting still even though the whole world was sitting still sitting still right and so i have to honestly tell you for me it has just always been um especially when you have went through a dark place in your life and you Mm -hmm. have didn't know how you was gonna come through it and none of that other stuff you know you knew what god was saying but you know when you just tuning God out in that moment you know what I'm saying and because that was where I was it was just like okay you know what I'm tired of being heartbroken I'm tired of feeling unappreciated I'm tired of why would it matter anyway if I was even still here so being in that place Mm -hmm. and then being where I am today it's just almost like I told my friend the other day I said look I said I feel like and you really shouldn't even use the term fear and afraid in the same sentence when you say that you serve a limitless God, a big God, mm-hmm. right? But I told mm-hmm. her, I said, I'm afraid that if I sit still, I'm not getting back up. Ooh. So I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. I got to keep moving. I got to keep keep getting back up. I got to I got to keep doing this. I got to keep doing that because if I if I if I sit too long, I'm that's I'm I'm just I'm not right. And mm-hmm. this is just real talk right here, right? Because you know, life had just, I mean, really dealing me. It's but half and two. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm just, I'm yeah. over it. So, yeah. And it took somebody to say, well, Robin, what if this is where you were supposed to be at all along? Whew. I didn't even know anything about a podcast. Okay. <laughs> to be truthful with you, my friend Linda, um, she was my public relations person when my book dropped the first time and because of her my there was I I 
I had an interview with one of a world per, renowned blogger for Rolling Out magazine, just all different mm. kind of things that she went in for me to make sure that that happened so that people could hear about the book via these mm. folks. Right. Yeah. And she said to me, she said, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? Uh, no. <laughs> and now that you didn't said it, I'm gonna have to do it, you know, type thing because it, <laughs> and she was like, well, you should because you, you really got things that people want to hear. And right. so, and I was just like, okay. And so I was nervous and you can just kind of tell from when I first started doing it up until this point. But I have to honestly tell you that I don't know. Maybe this is what he wanted me to do all along. But the problem was, was that I was too distracted with right. everything else. Ooh, man. That the purpose that he had already ordained for me and he waiting on me to seek him on the instructions for that purpose. I'm way over here to the left and he over here to the right. Say, hey, girl, over here, <laughs> you know, type deal. I'm over here, but he over there. And maybe this was where he wanted me to be at all alone. Right. Was right here. Man. That's why I said we had to deal with the purpose part first, because it just made sense to talk about purpose. Yeah. And then you touched it's, it's, on it. <laughs> Yep, I, I share this often because when when God revealed it, it it kind of blew my mind. It's like one of those subtle things. But um, I used to pray all the time. Like anytime anyone ever asked me for, you know, what's your prayer request or whatever, I always said, you know, just pray for guidance. I just need more guidance. I just like I felt like that was my safe place in prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then God checked me one day, and He was like, "Why you keep praying for guidance when that's literally right in the Word? Like I told you how to find guidance, um, <laughs> with Proverbs three and six. Um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on unto your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path it was like I'm showing you I, I gave you like step by step <laughs> a step by step map to what my what my guidance looks like where my direction is um, and I feel the same way when you were sharing earlier about like how God was just doing different things and he said the same thing like in those moments you felt weak but he told you where your strength was <laughs> he said, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. And I feel like that waiting process is so hard because sometimes it does look like sitting down. And when we're finally quiet, when we're finally um, in a place where we can get to, um, you know, just the serenity of just the father. And it, it like it's, it's kind of insulting. <laughs> and I'm speaking to myself as I'm talking to you that we don't we don't see the, the joy or the peace in that. It's just like, oh, it's so quiet with God. Or it's just, it's, it's, I'm not doing enough. I'm just sitting here with God as if that's not enough. You know, like some people say, like, all I can do is pray as if prayer isn't everything. <laughs> like, I feel like God wants to take us out of that mentality or out of that mind frame of um, sitting being invaluable. Like, it's that's the most valuable thing you can do um, to sit down and to just to wait on the Lord so that your strength is renewed. And once that strength is renewed, you're birthing brand new things that you never even believed or considered to do a whole podcast was birthed out of quiet time (laughs) out of learning how to you know how to just wait how to um be silent with the father and in my life um oh my lord real estate or all the other things that i just 
um, said that I'm a part of, I would have never done any of those things. My only desire was music, music therapy. And I didn't want to do anything outside of music therapy. Don't show me any books to edit. <laughs> Don't tell me about any houses to sell. I knew I was going to be a music therapist and that was it. And then God allowed me to do that momentarily just to pull me out to homeschool my children. And I was like, I'm not nobody's teacher. <laughs> you know, like, that's not my, what? That's not my position. No, sir. Father, I don't know what went wrong or I'm, I'm repeating for stuff I didn't even do. God put me back in my position because I felt like that was my only purpose. But he allowed me to entertain that thought for a moment just to show me like, no, baby, I really have this for you. And I would have never experienced all that God has for me if I would have just been stuck in what I thought my purpose was and didn't just submit myself under to what the Father was saying. See, you done messed me up right there because <laughs> I have to honestly tell you, now you done gave me a whole different perspective on sitting, okay? Um, but even at that, I love what you said about that. It is valuable to sit. And so mm-hmm. when... We first went into the shutdown mode. That's all I could do. Because I had to face me. I had to face me in that in that time frame. I had to face me. And it was just almost like, uh, okay, Lord, (laughs) that ain't cute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. That's 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 not cool right there. Oh hold on. Oh, oh, wait a minute. I'm supposed, no, come on. You know, and I'm dealing with work, you know, working from home. And like I said, and I'm, I'm on, I'm working under on a team where, you know, not really recognized for the work and and just different Mm. things like that. Now we at home here and, you know, and we kind of like not really, it's not that so much that we are detached from the world, but yeah, we were kind of, so to speak. Right. But yeah. even in that, it was just almost like, okay, God, I, okay. All right. This is, this is, this is crazy right here. Okay. Let me, because I really didn't want to look at those things, but being in this quarantine caused me to face me and in facing me, he taught me about how to be a better steward over my finances Ooh how to be a better yeah. steward over my time, how to be a better steward over just my life in general. Because initially right. I heard God say discipline. I was getting on, mm. I was on the elliptical one morning and he said discipline. I said, okay, Jesus, Man. discipline. He said, no, in every area of your life. Shoo. Oh, whoa. Oh my boy. Okay. <laughs> in every area of my life. All right. So, in this quarantine, I'm looking at me and God is dealing with me in every area of my life Ooh. while I'm looking at me. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, when you talked about earlier about how we're not listening and, and just not taking the time basically to see right. and get the instructions of what he wanted us to do. Okay, so sacrificing, being a mom, because that was a decision that I made, right? Right. There were so many other different things that I could have been doing, but I wasn't doing because I felt like I needed to do this for my my kids. Mm -hmm. So in that, sacrificing, trying to be a mom to two kids, a single parent, 
going to school full time, working full time, running the house full time, not married. Because mm. I was divorced for the first time by that time. Not married, trying to handle all that stuff. But Robin got lost there. Man. And now Tierra is 31. Tyran is 26 and married. Tierra has a little boy. My grandson is 10. And Robin is just now trying to figure out what God has in store for Robin. Wow. And it's been a struggle along the way because everything mm-hmm. that I tried to put my hand to and just to show you how God will do when he wants you to be still. So there would be times yeah. I put stuff on my plate. None of that will work out. <laughs> right. He said, now every time I'm trying to tell you, don't put nothing else up there. It's not going to work. And it did. During True. this time, it didn't work. And so it takes me to this one scripture that I, I found when it talked about purpose was for we are his workmanship created in Christ mm-hmm. Jesus for good work, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So this was already prepared mm-hmm. before we ever got here. Preordained. Yes. He already had it ordained for us before we ever got here. And mm-hmm. so I don't even know why I can't leave purpose, but again, it was already in us. And Man. I never thought I would be hosting a podcast. Right. In the least bit. And so when I tell you that this has truly been something that has stretched me, it has tested mm-hmm. me. Um I thought that this was going to be me talking about um, what kind of emotions that I experienced through the quarantine and God have just taken this to a whole different level. Right. A whole different platform for me. And interesting, people want to hear. <laughs> well, you'll be surprised. You would be surprised, but you. you know what? I tell you what. I'm going to give you truth and that's it. I'm mm-hmm. coming real. I don't, I'm a straight shooter. I don't, I'm not going to be fake about it. I'm not going to be phony about it. I'm just going to be real true to this here because I feel like we right. have enough fakeness and enough phoniness already. Come on. And enough with all this uncertainty and everything else that we got going on, we need folks to really be truthful about right. where they at. And people need and to understand they- and see. Uh-huh. That even as a Christian, we struggle too. Yeah. It ain't a walk in the park for us. We just, we, we're under a different mandate. We live right. by a different standard. That's the only difference, but it don't mean that we don't struggle. Right. And again, when we do, our strength is made perfect. <laughs> and- His strength is made perfect in our weakness. And I was going to say that, um, a lot of people do that you know, that roundabout and it makes it seem like um, Christians are perfect. Christians don't make mistakes. Christians mm-hmm. um, have it all together. So when they see 
a, a Christian with a flaw or a Christian with a downfall or a thorn or, or whatever else they want to consider it in that moment. Now is God isn't real because we created this persona of, you know, I'm a Christian, therefore nothing ever happens to me or nothing ever. It, it literally takes us back to this religious mind frame of, um, you know, because I'm saved, everything is going to be daisies and butterflies from this point on. It's a false reality. God promised us persecution. He promised us, um, you know, like these are things that he said we will endure. Exactly. But it's because of him that we're able to come out. And it's those testimonies that, that create this um, this purpose. I want to go back to um, when you said the um, we are the workmanship. Mm-hmm. We are his workmanship created for Christ. Um, anytime I see anything ordained or preordained or predestined or those terminologies, it makes me think about these moments. So we feel like because we had goals yet again and we had aspirations and ambitions um, because I didn't um, have that degree by 21 or I didn't have a successful marriage to first go around or I didn't do like all the things that we're saying that we, you know, we felt it would have been, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. If all those things didn't happen, how they happened would this podcast exist? <laughs> That's a good point right there. You know what I'm saying? So if God is the one that predestined all of these things, he, he jokes with me all the time and says like, oops, like, cause he, he's not a oops type of God. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'll, I'll mention something to God and literally like he, I, I feel like he picks, he picks on me when I feel like God, like, you know, the rent is due by the field. He's like, oh yeah. Like, I didn't know that. Like, you forgot who you talking to. I'm not your friend. You know how your parents be like, I'm not your little friend. Right, right. I say I feel like that's all the time. All the time. I feel like that's your friend in the street. I feel like that's how God texts us. I'm like, don't you realize I ain't one of your little human friends? Like, I am well aware that, you know, such and such is sick. I'm well aware that this bill needs to be paid. I'm well aware. Like, this did not catch me by surprise. I'm not a oops type of guy. Like, dang, I forgot. You know, that's not the, the the God that we serve. So when we hear all these things are predestined or preordained, that doesn't mean that we won't step outside of God's will. It doesn't mean that he hasn't given us free will. I'm not against any of those things. I know that's scripture. I know that's biblical. But at the same time, this is the same God that said that he will allow all things to work together for our good. So these are the things that we did endure. This podcast really would never existed if you didn't go through half of the things that you went through. All of the things that we've gone through. I'm and it wouldn't be as dynamic as it is. I'm gonna need you to stay off the scriptures. Um, that's what I'm gonna need you to do. Stay off the scriptures. I ain't even you got to that scripture. one yet. Listen, I don't. I ain't even got to that one yet. I have not got to that one yet. Oh, but man. you are absolutely that's... correct. I mean, yeah. that is powerful in itself, right there. That he is not a oops God, right. and we have to take the limits off of him. Man. And we have to take him out of a box because it's almost like if we keep him in a box, that's where we at. We in a box. Yep. And take him out of a smaller box and put him in a bigger box. We never take the parameters off. I, I'm going to change that word. And a lot of people don't change the parameters of it. They just take them from a, oh, I'm a growing faith this year. So he was in a, a ring box. I'm going to put him in a shoe box this year. He's like, man, if you don't take me out of this box. <laughs> Like, don't just kind of give him a little more room and a little more room. Like, remove the barriers completely and let God be God. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what is so funny because, like I said, you was you was right there in my scripture right there. <laughs> and I had actually wrote, to reach your purpose, you will be required to stretch. You will be required mm. to do something you've never done in order to get something you've never had. And you just 
You mm-hmm. touched on that earlier when you said that um, I forgot exactly your wording on it. But when you talked about how you didn't see yourself doing these things, right. now yeah. you homeschooling your kids. You say, I ain't nobody's teacher. <laughs> I feel right. like most of the moms are saying that, you know, and God bless you, you know, Man. God bless you that you, you know, able to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I have a greater appreciation for teachers. <laughs> I commend right. y'all that yeah, got kids yeah. that's in school right now. Because yeah, I can imagine, um, like starting in the pandemic, like a lot of people got hit with it in the pandemic, mm-hmm. and I think God knew that I wasn't prepared to be like thrown into it. Mm-hmm. So this is our sixth year of homeschooling. So That's I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in the depths of this thing, and then the school shut down. And I'm just like, well, ain't nothing changed for us. Exactly, because you was <laughs> because he prepared already, you, right? But he knows that if I was thrown into it, like, like how the pen, I mean, some people have done it and been successful, and my hat goes all the way off to them. But had he, had I been thrown into it this way, like I feel like my kids would have been in a desolate place in learning. But he's like, no, um, we started when my oldest was four years old. She's nine now. So it's like, okay, God had to prepare me. He had to like debunk all of the things that were going on in my mind about, um, this isn't fulfilling purpose and I'm supposed to be out here doing this and how can I, um, advance in this area if I'm always home with, and God was like, if you don't take time with these kids, like, <laughs> These are, I'm, I'm giving these kids to you. You got folks, man, I'm not even going there. But I'm saying like, like God is just saying like, this. if this is what I'm telling you to do, don't you trust that there's a reason and a purpose behind it all? And man, I'm telling you, my kids are so on fire for God right now. It's not even, it's not even funny. Like the way that my children love the Lord blows my mind. And I, I have to say, like, I, I, I mean, I say that like, I don't take credit for it at all, but of course we're raising them in a, in a godly home, but the way that they love God checks my life. <laughs> like it checks my walk with Christ. Like they're, they're calling me or, or, or talking to me. I, I said calling because they're off right now because we just had a baby, but, um, but they're like, they're talking to me and telling me things about my faith. Like, mama, uh-uh, don't you remember God said? <laughs> and their age range from nine to now, of course, newborn, and like it, it just it's mind blowing. But had I not taken this intimate, personal time with my children just to see what God was doing, not even because I'm just a great teacher or because you know I'm I'm good with education, like no, because God told me to do it, I'm I'm reaping this fruit. Because God told me to do it, and I was obedient. These are things that I get to experience. Had I been disobedient, you know, like. I don't want to talk about folks' kids, but you know, you, you don't know what you get because <laughs> you dropped the ball in that area. Now you're, you allow them to be open to different, um, tormenting things and different demonic attacks because of your disobedience. And you're sending them to a place that God told you not to take them to. This is just in my, my situation. You send them to a place that God told you not to send them to, um, and your disobedience because you want to fulfill what you feel like is purpose in your life. And not only are you screwing up your life, but you're screwing up the life of your seed. So wow. it's that important. And, and, and in reverse, if God wants to tell me to send my children to school, but I want to be that um covenant of the gift that he's given me, that I, I can't let them go and I can't release them. Now I'm being disobedient. And what they would have done in the school um system, I'm, I'm forfeiting from even coming forward because I want my purpose to be fulfilled. So that's how important obedience is, regardless of what it looks like or how well you're good at it or not good at it or wanted to do it or didn't want to do it. Just be obedient. <laughs> 
And that obedience birth purpose, not just for you, but everyone connected to you. Amen. A to the man. A <laughs> to the man. In to that man. order. A to the man. But you know what's so interesting? So now it's our responsibility to seek him for our purpose, which starts the process mm. of preparation. That's where you man. touched on that all things work together for the good, right? Mm-hmm. Because in preparation, it's time to release our grip and let go. Woo. And in that, you know, of course, you know, in, in the preparation phase and stage of where he has us at, basically, you know, we're going to hit some stumbling blocks along the way. Yeah. We, we've had, we have had, and in that, we have not come into agreement. See, a lot of times, preparation and that process is is lingered or you make it longer because you ain't came into agreement. Man. You don't want to agree because you think that your way is going to be better than his way, right? Whew. So it's easy for us to get tripped up thinking that, you know, we know what's best for us, right? And then distractions of life, they come to try to derail you from your destiny. So right. again, at the end of the day, we know what was already placed in us from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then we're working our way to him and through him learning about what it is that he want us to be doing. Right. So but he already knew that life was going to happen. He already knew. And I heard a pastor say um, something very interesting the other day when he talked about Jesus walking on the on the water and he told Peter you know Peter asked him if it's Lord if this you didn't tell me to come and he asked him to come but he knew that that storm was coming man Jesus already knew when he sent them he sat and watched it happen yep he did the problem (laughs) is is that they no matter after everything that they had saw him do they still didn't realize who was with him with them Man. The whole entire time. Right. And so, and it's no different than us. And so we get off course. Mm-hmm. Our race, the one that's set before us, you know, you just do good and stay in your lane. People ask me all the time, where I'm what you doing? Staying in my lane, minding my business ministry. Because mm. that's what I be doing. Minding my business ministry. Minding my business ministry. That's Sarah Jakes Roberts. She oh. she always be talking about minding your business ministry. <laughs> that's what I'm doing I'm I'm running the race that's he set before me yeah and the good thing about him and this is the thing that I love most about God God don't do us the way that people do us that's real I could I could mess up and ask for forgiveness repent ask for forgiveness God gonna forgive me Mm-hmm. And ain't gonna remember it no more. Mm-hmm. But Susie over here, oh, she ain't forgot Lord, what you said <laughs> to her the other day, right? Because she can't let right. it go, right? You know you was out of line. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Susie gonna get mad and she ain't gonna talk to you no more. Because of whatever it was that you did or said to her, right? But God is still going to be there. No matter how many times we walk away from him, he's still right there. That's true. And if I could count on 
how many times I walked away and had them woe is me moments and them pity parties. Lord, why is this happening to me, Lord? How come you allowed this to happen? No. How come I put myself in a place that I ain't even need to be in? And that's what happens. We put ourselves in things that we don't need to be in, then we're looking for God to get us out of it. True. My Lord. So that's all a part of that whole preparation thing, right? So he's prepping mm-hmm. us. This quarantine was a prepping time. Right. It was a time for you to get a get before him and get a plan for the next place that he was taking you to in your life. So shame on you yeah. if you didn't do that. Because you <laughs> right. had plenty of time. Look, don't put don't put shame on the post. <laughs> shame on you. Yep. 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 <laughs> We still got some time. Listen, I'm trying to give him grace, but I'm just saying, if you did not take time out to be before him, to ask yeah. him, Lord, what is it, what is my next season gonna look like? Man. And then sit still, because you know we was talking about that sitting still, sit still mm-hmm. long enough to hear him tell you, because he's gonna give you a play by play about what it is that he wants you to do. Right. right? But the problem is, is we still in a hurry. Now, now they didn't let when they started opening this stuff up, everybody got in a hurry to get out. Yeah, they didn't even want to sit still. And so now you don't really know what you need to be doing or which direction you need to be going in because he gave us time. Man, he gave us a whole lot of time. Yep. And I keep a journal somewhere close to me because I'm always writing. She's always talking. I'm always writing. Always speaking. And so in that preparation, you know, like I said, you got to release your grip and let go of some things. You cannot hold on to something old trying to go into a new season. It's just almost that whole concept of putting new wine in the old wineskins. It's not going to work. It's not, not going to work. And so I just in the preparation phase for me, it, it was very challenging, like I said. And you talked about how your kids are so on fire for God out of the mouth mm-hmm. of babes. Yes. And he ain't a respecter of person. If he'll mm-hmm. use your kid and anybody else to talk right. to and get yeah. your attention when he can't get your mm-hmm. attention. And yeah. so. It just takes me on to protection and provision. So Hmm. for protection, I thought about Psalms 91 and the armor. (laughs) (laughs) I have songs for both of those. (laughs) (laughs) And, And you know, it was so crazy is this. You should never leave home uncovered. Come on. You should always have your armor on. Interesting. But we leave here undressed and unprepared for the day man you know what i'm saying we don't we don't get in his face to ask lord you know what you want me to do today how you want me to who you want me to bless today listen i was at the starbucks two weeks ago and the lady was walking in next to me and she went on ahead and ordered. I said, go ahead. I don't, I don't really know what I want because I was getting a whole bunch of stuff. I was trying to get them points. <laughs> That's how Starbucks yeah. get you. Get the points. 
<laughs> and I paid for her food and her coffee. Okay. I said, sir, just right. put her stuff on my bill. The lady literally turned around and looked at me and said, for what? I said, just pay it for it. No reason in particular. Mm. Just wanted to bless you today. Well, thank you so much, but you know you didn't have to. It's okay. <laughs> pay it forward. And me and the guy at the rest at Starbucks, we were talking about it after she walked out. I said, don't you think it's just so now as I blessed her, he turns right around and blessed me. He I had ordered a gang load of stuff. He said, I'm about to mm -hmm. give you discounts on this because. Yeah. So what should have been at least 20 or more dollars in what her order with my stuff. I wind up with $10.89. Come on. <laughs> because he saw me do something little, which yeah. takes me to that. Those things that you do in secret, God will reward you openly. Reward you, openly. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I didn't even intend on buying nobody's stuff that morning, but it just <laughs> sat in my spirit. You know what I'm saying? Like, just pay for her stuff. And what was even more crazy was that I had forgot. Right. True story. Forgot that my credit card that was tied to my Starbucks account, I had to get a new debit card. Right. Mm -hmm. So when I went back the next day, I realized that the stuff that I had bought the day before, it didn't get paid for because my card oh, was it the same card. So when I went into the store, I explained what happened from the day before. And the manager was like, oh, my gosh, she said. Thank you, but we had already just took care of that. I said, no, it's an integrity thing for me. This this ain't <laughs> this ain't about you. This is about for me. I said, and I yeah. need to pay for what I purchased yesterday and then what I'm purchasing today. I need to pay for that right now. And so she still discounted and gave me a discount. <laughs> so, you know, it's in those little things, yeah. right? that the provision is being made right and the protection is being made but had i just said okay well whatever i did you know didn't pay for it it just you know don't pay for it no because yeah. i want god to bless me and i don't mm. want to miss out on anything that he has for me by not doing what i'm supposed to do and it's not right. what I do when you looking. It's what I do when you ain't looking. Yeah. And so Man. that, but you can't leave uncovered. Oh, you gotta, you gotta cover yourself. And to be truthful with you, I ask God daily for fresh manna. Mm -hmm. Give me what I need for today. And then give me wisdom for the wisdom that you give to me today. Man. So that I'm you see what I'm saying? So that I'm stewarding my Lord properly what you've given me for today. Right. But we don't ask him for that. No. We go to God saying, Lord, I need A, B, C, D, and E. E F G H I. We done we done did the whole alphabet. Ain't even said thank you for waking me up. We ain't even said, you know. God, I just want to reverence your presence. 
No, but this is real. That's serious. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> we we don't even do nothing. We done gave him a whole laundry list of stuff that we need, but we mm-hmm. ain't even told him thank you. Acknowledge him. Or acknowledged mm-hmm. him for his presence. And so mm-hmm. for me, I probably be acknowledging and thanking a good ten minutes before I even start praying for everybody else. Come on. Because that he didn't have to. Right. But because he breathed on me and let me open my eyes up, then that means mm-hmm. that he's not done yet. And right. he's given me yet another opportunity mm-hmm. to just declare and decree who he is. And so in provision, you know, I didn't even think about to what lengths that he provides for us mm-hmm. and we discredit the little things it's real we don't even think about the little stuff that he does and the scripture that came to mind was psalms 119 105 your word is a lamp mm-hmm. to my feet and a light to my path yeah, okay. that's letting me know that he's providing mm-hmm. and even in that provision that while he's still providing and protecting us along the way, he does have requirements of us, which requires us to trust him and his process for our lives. I've used that term process so many times here this year. That should have probably been my word for the year. Process. <laughs> process. But how do you feel about provision and protection? Oh, my Lord. I'm going to start with protection. Um, there were, I had a whole visual of what when you were talking about leaving home without your armor. Mm-hmm. And um, those close to me know I'm good for it. it. It sucks. But this whole pandemic has caused us not, no, I'm not good to leave the house without my armor. That's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> I'm saying the pandemic with the whole mask thing. Oh my Lord. I love air. I love breathing. <laughs> like, I'm the type that wants to go. I like sitting on top of a mountain just to feel the air density. Like, I want, I want to see how. You know how it's restricted up here, and I go down and take these deep breaths. I'm, I'm that type of person. I really love to breathe. <laughs> I thank God for my lungs often. <laughs> so right. um, when I wear this mask, I feel so restricted. And I understand it's the law. I understand it's even for quote unquote protection and all the other things against COVID. <clears throat> but I'm the friend that will walk into a store with the mask on just to get through the door and then pull it down over my chin to breathe. Um, while I'm walking and, and my friends get on me all the time, like, put your mask back on, especially while I was expecting, mm-hmm. you know, like, don't, don't, you know, be, you gotta use wisdom and all, yeah, whatever. So <laughs> I thought about that when you said people leave home without their armor and literally God gave me that vision of them walking out the house fully armored. And then you hear people say like, I had to put my salvation aside and cuss her out or I had uh-huh. to put my, you know, people, I hear this all the time and I'm like, how do you so willingly, you know, pull down this mask <laughs> when it's supposed to be your protection that's covering you from these things? How do you so willingly throw off your helmet or take off your breastplate or, Ooh. you know, leave your <laughs> shoes in the car? <laughs> how is that such an easy thing to do um, when you're supposed to be fully armored and it's for protection? And that's literally what God showed me. And it, it checked me a little bit. And I ain't, I mean, do what you do with your mask. Everybody got their own convictions. But literally, that's, that's what God showed me. Like, we're so, we're so commonly, and I'm saying we as, as a body, right. myself, but like, we, we're so commonly um, free to remove these things as we, as we so feel like it. 
and not realizing that it's supposed to be a part of our being. We don't leave home and be like, oh man, I left my hand at home. Uh-uh. Let me go back and get my hand. <laughs> no, it's attached. I don't even feel right without it. What? If my hand is missing, this will be the first thing I notice. Like, where's my hand? I can't function. I'm not driving right. I can't put on my shoes to leave. I can't because it's it's attached to me. And we see um the armor as this like commodity, as this 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 oh I might wear my favorite hat today, but I'll probably just you know throw a scarf on. It's not that no our armor's supposed to be with us at all times. So why is it that we're so freely laying these things aside? It ain't the weight that so easily beseeches us. You know like that ain't what no our armor is supposed to be his. You know he said his um. His burden is easy. No, what is it? His come on, Jesus. His, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Right. He told us to take up this armor. It shouldn't be extraneous for us to carry it. No. You should so never why, leave why, home without it. So why is it common to to have partial armor? Why why oh I'm saved today, but catch me tomorrow around six, you know. I don't have my salvation to the, like how how do we take off these helmets? Why why don't we know the word of God? We can't we like we don't we don't know his word the way we should, but we we claim that we're gonna run out into the army with no sword? Like who are you fighting? Like you like, showed up to a gunfight with a kitchen knife. Nothing. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> a butter knife at that. Exactly. And you know what's so crazy uh, what's so crazy about that whole that whole thing right there is the problem is is that we don't even use the most powerful weapon that we have and that is his word his our sword. His word. so uh so when i think about protection we know that god protects and that's that's the handicap that a lot of believers are resting on just the fact that god got me god's gonna do it god but he's giving you just like i was talking about earlier with these scriptures the different map dot to dot steps uh-huh. to take to to obtain these things he's giving it to us in his word so me just knowing god as a protector doesn't mean that i'm receiving his full protection because i failed to put on my armor so Listen. now i'm beat all upside my head these fiery darts are supposed to be quenched by my shield of faith is is gone and null and void because i don't have any faith i didn't take my faith today I'll probably have my faith tomorrow. So now I'm getting beat all upside my head with these fiery darts and I'm blaming God. But he told me how to how to quench these things. But I'm not holding on to faith today. I didn't want faith today. I wanted to I just wanted to pick up, you know, my homeboy and we were gonna chill, but I didn't want to really wanna be with faith. Not faith, not today. So God, how dare you let me go through these things and why are you let me get beat and attacked by the enemy and I feel all these fiery darts and I'm not quenching them. He was like Bruh, like I'm not your genie. I told you exactly how to go about obtaining these things. Where's your armor? <laughs> where your stuff at? Where your, where your stuff at? <laughs> where your stuff at? Where your stuff like, at? Imagine, imagine you send your kids to school or whatever, and you know it's about to snow or something. You know, and they come back and it's like, Mom, like I got uh, my fingers are frostbitten, and uh, but you sitting in the school with hats and coats and gloves and uh, double socks. And, what? Where you, you was protected. I made sure you were straight, but you decided to take these things off. Now they're sitting in your locker somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> you were exactly. You were prepared, and it was your choice not to take these things with you to what was necessary to keep you from from obtaining all these negative things. But then we want to get mad at the 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 person that was in charge and say like God or Mom or Dad or whatever. Like, why did you let me go through these things? He's like, I I gave you everything you needed to ensure that you never had to experience these things, but you chose 
Not to take up what I told you to take up. Don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> you know, don't shoot the messenger Man. because that's exactly. I mean, but even in that, you are absolutely correct. And I love that you 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 use the word choice. Man. Every day we get up, we have the ability to choose how and what, where when and why man every day the problem is is like you said you know when i ain't got his word and i ain't even got matter of fact i'm gonna go you one better i didn't get a game plan for the day i acknowledged him and then by the time i realized it i didn't got to the end of the day now i'm tired Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. <laughs> Glory, Father. Okay. What was that? <laughs> My Lord. Almost like he was obligated to wake you up. Mm. Almost like he was obligated to let you see to be able to go do whatever it was. That you, almost like he was obligated to do everything that you was able to do that day. Mm. Like he owed it to you to do it. <laughs> and he don't owe us anything because he came and paid a debt that we couldn't. Yeah, he gave it all. And so at the end of the day, you know, I can choose to operate and behave in this perspective or this manner, or I can love, live, and lead like him. Mm-hmm. That's that's half the battle right there. Yeah. You know. So, I is there anything else you want to share? Because you know you just about you about to you done ripped it. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, that was that was protection. I did want to share a quick story, real quick, about provision. Okay. Um, it ties into the story, your Starbucks, Starbucks story, and um, I'm sorry, I get checked a lot by guys. So if it sounds like I'm checking you, it's because I've been checked first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you good? You good? Come on. But yeah, I'm telling you, it was almost the exact same story, just a different story. So you were in Starbucks. I was in Dollar Tree. <laughs> And I <laughs> I experienced almost the exact same thing. Um, but I I ran in real quick. Um, I grabbed the things that I needed, and I was heading back out. And um, the girl was ringing me up, and she looked like she had an attitude. I was probably judging, forgive me, Lord. But she looked like she had an attitude, like she didn't really want to be there. And I was just trying to, you know, bring a little light. I was like, how's your day? Good. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, okay, okay, okay. She was expecting also. So I was like, oh, you're expecting. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm just let her, I'm going to let her have a, you know, clearly she don't want this conversation. So she brings up my stuff. Um, She was like, cash or credit or cash or card, whatever she said. And I was like, I'm using my card. I didn't even look at the amount. It's Dollar, dollar Tree. So I was just like, whatever. Everything was a dollar. I put my card in, put my number in get my receipt, I walk out. As I'm walking out, I realized that she only rung up half my stuff, but everything was in my bag. 
So I was like, oh no. Like you said, integrity kicked in real quick. Mm-hmm. I was like, hold on. Mm-mm. I could be like, well, she ought not have no attitude, you know, <laughs> what your, your flesh would want to say. Exactly. Um, I, I personally didn't want her to get in trouble. I was like, if she it has this big of an attitude and she mixes half of all her sales, this child's going to lose her job. She's clearly about to be a mom. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going in and make sure that I handle my part with my integrity and make sure I get these things right. So I'm walking back in and this young man walks in behind me and he's like, excuse me, ma'am. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> he was like, um, I, I hate to do this. Hey, you know, people do this all the time, but you know, you gotta, you gotta use discernment. He's like, I hate to do this, but my mom, you know, she's, uh, diabetic or something. And he was like, she really needs some orange juice because her sugar's low and yada, yada, yada. Um, we're homeless and we're currently living in my vehicle. Um, a whole lot of stuff. Like he just gave me her. I was like, bro, just let's go get the orange juice. Like, you don't, you don't got to tell me nothing else. <laughs> let's go get your orange juice and like, let's get up out of here. He was like, okay, thank you so much. He gets over there. And now I'm having a small talk with him. Um, I walked with him and I was like, so, um, you know, y'all have a church home around here and I'm, I'm like semi ministering to him, but not being real deep either. Just conversation mm-hmm. and, um, telling him about the, the love of the Lord. And, um, he's sharing a little bit about how they got in this situation and how they, you know, don't really have food and yada, yada. So then I'm like, okay, well, grab, like, what do you need? Like, you asked for orange juice, but like, is there anything else that you need? Um, he was like, I mean, I could grab some of these TV dinners and like, yada, yada, yada. He was like, um, cause we usually stopped by something. I don't know. He said there was some place that they allowed him to use a microwave and yada, yada. So long story short, we get to the register, same girl. <laughs> and she has like even a bigger attitude with everybody else that's in front of us. And I'm like, Lord, what's going on so then i get up to the register with him and she scans one item and she looks up at me she's like you were just in here and i was like uh-huh and then she throws everything in the bag she scans nothing else she throws all his stuff in the bag and um i was like what what's happening she was like uh-uh i i covered yours already i already covered yours she was like are you buying this stuff for him and I was like, yeah, she was like, it's covered. And she just stuck, stuck, throwing all the stuff in the bag. And she looks over at her manager, like, like pointing, like, this is that girl. Like, she paid for my stuff. <laughs> and I'm sitting wow. here thinking that she was being, I'm sitting here thinking that she was being rude. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, she didn't know how to process the fact that she was being led to do something for me. So when I came back, she was like, uh-uh, like, in so many words, God told me to cover all your stuff. So if you coming back in to bless him, I got to, I got to cover that too. So nothing else came out of my account. This man ended up getting like twenty dollars worth of stuff, and it was it was all covered by this girl that I'm thinking has a horrible attitude. And internally, because of yet still integrity, it was hard for me to receive that. I said, "Well, let me pay." No, like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, uh, uh-uh, uh, because what I'm doing. And God was like, "If you don't shut up, <laughs> you know what though." And why you was just why you were talking and saying that the thing that came to mind is is that. Why do we have a hard time asking him for what we really want? Come on. But th- that's what that's what your story brought back to light to me. Because when it was this lady, you was like, I cover it. And she asked you, why? Like, why would you do that? Like, and instead of just having this gratitude of, man, that's amazing. Thank you. And you had to tell her twice, just pay it forward. But in her mind, it's like, do I deserve this? Why would you do that? Who are you? Do you know me? Like, all these questions that don't mean anything. I'm a child of God. Thank you. Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, you covered my stuff. God bless you, woman of God. Exactly. I'm out of here. <laughs> but no, we have these moments like, oh, not me? Why, why would you do such a thing for me? Like, 
I'm so unworthy. Like, if you don't just let God be God and allow him to bless you in the way that he desires, we, we would never see the full provision of God because of ourselves. We get in our own ways because we feel like we don't deserve his provision. Girl. If he owns all the cattle on Thousand Hills, why are we so, we, we, we messed up when somebody buy us a burger. He <laughs> owns all the cattle. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't receive the burger. And God is like, I can never, I can never blow your mind. I can never be the provider that I desire to be or bless you the way, I can never open up the floodgates of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive because you won't receive it. Girl. And that thing there, I'm telling you, like, God is provided, we know it because we've seen it, we read it, we quote it, but we will never experience in fullness, in totality, until we get out of our own way. So and you yeah, know what? That's what I'm to share see, about the See, see, you play too much. Cause I'm out of there. You play too much because you're right. That's the problem. We be in the way. Mm, that's it. Wholeheartedly. We be in the way. And, and then begging God at the same time. We're begging God to do something, but then in the way of the blessing. How God, come? please, you know, please pay off my car and my mortgage, but don't, uh, don't, don't let them know that I need anything. God, please help this and this, this, and this, but no, don't, don't, not my pastors. Don't let them know. Don't, now I'd rather them not be, oh, please, like, how are we begging and refusing in the same breath? Girl. God's like, I can't do it because you're in my way. <laughs> And it's no we want to dictate. We want control. We want to dictate how the blessing comes. I would like it if a stranger came and put this in my mailbox. But would you like it if your cousin just just put it in your account? I don't need my cousin to know that I'm in debt. <laughs> okay, well go sit down. <laughs> that, that's who I was gonna use. But just be in debt because you like you're in my way. And we don't realize that when we allow ourselves to just be blessed however God desires, those people that are planting these seeds in our lives are reaping the harvest because we've become good ground. And I'm How are you going to waste all this time? I'm so sorry. How are you going to waste all this time tilling your ground to be this perfect fertilized soil and to refuse seed from everyone? But you know what's so interesting is, is because the problem is, is you know how it is when you're so used to all the things not happening the way that you hoped that they would that mm. when they start going right you're still <laughs> yes. looking for something wrong in them yes right so it's going right but you're still looking for the wrong Man. because you touched on one thing yeah there was two Ooh. two words you use you didn't think you deserved it and you wasn't worthy man so it's easier for us to look at all, look for something wrong versus it being right. Not even thinking about the seeds that you sowed way beforehand, right? Not thinking about all the times that you fasted, not thinking about all the times that you prayed, not thinking about, you know, just so many different things. And then when God starts turning that thing around, because he said all things, I'm causing all things to work together. To work right together. Yes. for the good for the called who mm -hmm. are called according to my purpose so you are the called according <laughs> to his purpose and so we forget about the seeds that we sowed a long time ago now we're starting to reap a harvest from it and we still looking for something mm -hmm. wrong in it Whew. Whew. we can't see past 
not even thinking about the fact that, hey, I prayed for this and you done forgot that you prayed for it. Now he's starting to bring this stuff into fruition and bring it mm. to pass and you still looking for something to be wrong with what he's, he's doing. <laughs> Why? Because it didn't come like a big bang, a big poof, a big smoke thing, and he didn't, you know, usher the twenty-four elders from the throne oh of heaven Holy for you. Holy. And you know, again, at the end of the day, okay, come on now, come on, you know, come on. So at the end of the day, okay, well, Lord, and so when stuff start happening, and you still looking like, okay, but you know. Uh, girl, go on somewhere with that. Because that was a seed that you sown some time ago. It was yeah. a sacrifice that you made some time ago. Now you're getting the harvest on it and you still struggling with the blessing. Shoot. How are you struggling with the blessing that if he didn't want you to have it, you never would get it? Come on. He didn't give it to you when you asked for it because you wasn't ready for it. That's it. Nor was you even positioned for it. You weren't even prepared for it. Right. So the provision and the protection and everything else was already in place. The problem is, is that by the time it gets to you, most of the time you hung up somewhere in one of them other little places. Mm-mm-mm. That you'll miss it and won't receive it because you think something's wrong with it. And that you got to have a question behind it. Why can't you just let it be? And God says, well, you know, why can't you just let it be? I am who I am. When Moses asked, who should I tell him? I am. Mm -hmm. So anytime I am is on the scene, there ain't nothing that's going to be impossible or too hard because I am. And you could put whatever you want behind I am because that's who he is. And that's what he's always been. And that's who he will always be, regardless of what we do. He going to still be the same, regardless of what we do and do not do. Newsflash. And then whatever you won't do. Oh, he already got a ram in the bush because somebody else is willing. And I'm sorry. I'm just over it. I don't want nobody else getting my blessing. (laughs) I want what he has for me because he made it for me. And that's where we got to be. He, what he has for me is for me. And Mm -hmm. ain't no devil in hell can stop me from getting it because that was already ordained a part of my purpose. And he released it when he knew I was ready for it. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, God. So even in that, I just want to say thank mm. you to you for your willingness to be a part of this because I didn't know what God was going to do with this. <laughs> I just know he told me to show me. up. And I wasn't going to be afraid to say what I needed to say because that's not what he told me to do. He said show up and then I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You see what I'm saying? And that's that's where we have to get to. And that's the place and the mindset that we have to be at. Just show up. God going to do the rest. That's what he told Moses. Just go do what I told you to do. (laughs) 
It's that simple. We complicate it. So if we get out of our way, then we will uncomplicate who he is. And he's not complicated. Mm-hmm. We make him that way. But I want to tell you, thank you. This has definitely thank blessed you. my spirit. And Mine like too. I said, you done caused me to look at sitting a whole different way. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be happy about sitting. Right. Okay. I'm happy yeah. now I'm sitting. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, I'm going to be happy about sitting and I'm going to be thinking a little bit more about how I can go a little bit more deeper in who he is while I'm sitting. Because mm-hmm. that's really what it's about. It's about going in Hallelujah. deeper depths so that mm-hmm. elevation and promotion, because he said, I will take you from faith to faith and glory to glory. So the elevation and the promotion is going to come from him. But we got to mm-hmm. sit with long enough to get what he wants to give us. And that mm-hmm. was already in us before we were ever mm-hmm. here. So he waiting on us to catch up. <laughs> but I want to tell you again, thank you. Thank you. I want to tell you that you are a phenomenal woman. Okay. And God has something that is about to blow your mind. <laughs> I receive it. So you keep receive doing it. And you just keep being who he has called you to be. And you keep going and doing what he has called you to do. Because when Mm -hmm. I tell you that this is huge, your mind can't even comprehend what he's about to do. And you have Mm -hmm. just, you ain't even scratched the surface yet of what he's getting ready to do for you. And again, Mm -hmm. thank you so much. I want to tell your husband Thank you for allowing her to take this time out to come on. And I I pray that this word just touches the lives of so many different people. I want to thank everyone who did come on here. I hope that you all share it um, and tell somebody else about it. But you are an awesome woman of God. And this will be the last time that we connect on this platform because you are a powerhouse and I'm so grateful (laughs) and so appreciative of you. Thank you again. And I'm going to close out. Everybody, thank you for just joining. I'm your host, Robin. We had Coretta Little on. She's the real MVP here. And I want everyone to be encouraged. Also, I got the best news ever. So this is a new podcast platform for me, but this podcast is on TuneIn Radio. Mind-blowing. I don't know what God is doing. I'm just willing. And so be encouraged. Know that I am praying for each and every one of you all. And I'm just grateful and thankful. Coretta, you know, we're going to connect again. And thank you again for just sharing what God gave to you to share with everybody else. Have a good one. You all have a good one. And we will be, we will reconvene sometime next week. I don't know what (laughs) I'm going to be talking about, but we're going to reconvene next week. Thanks again, Coretta. Have a good one. And we'll talk soon.
Bye-bye.